hello guys welcome back in i'm your host ash bay certified reiki master certified crystal master and i talk about all things witchy sciencey neuroscience and everything in between so today i wanted to talk about the difference between mindfulness versus meditation <laughs> So mindfulness, meditation, what are they? What are the differences? Is one better than the other? What should we be doing with our practice? Um, I think meditation is a little bit more uh, of a popular word. It's a more common word when you talk about, you know, getting peaceful, getting Zen, grounding back down and, um, you know, it's something that helps you regulate your nervous system, your emotions, all of that good stuff. But there's also a lot of like stigma behind meditation. Um, a lot of people, not everybody, find that it can be difficult. And some people are like, oh, you've got to practice for years and years and be like a master guru monk or something in order to be able to do it correctly um you know some people especially if you're neurodivergent and your brain is all over the place and it operates a thousand miles a minute like me i feel you my brain is like boop, 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 boop. it's all over the place and it goes so fast so it can feel like meditation asks a lot from us when you know when it says to sit and be with yourself and just breathe and just sit with your thoughts but when they're coming at you a thousand miles a minute that can seem really fucking hard and for some people even really scary so if for some of us meditation sounds like it's asking a lot from us um also a lot of um meditations guided meditations are very visual so if you're not a visual person this can be difficult especially if you're somebody who has aphantasia somebody that you you know you can't visualize things it's just something that you know they can't do um it can be hard because a lot of the time meditations are like visualize you're in a meadow and you come to an opening and there's light and here's your spirit animal and you know so some meditations don't treat everyone equally maybe they don't um take everybody into consideration but don't get me wrong i absolutely love meditation and it's so fucking beneficial for us um but it's just there's just a lot to unpack um for some people around meditation so for me personally i love the practice of mindfulness um mindfulness is a form of meditation if you will um but it can be defined in many different ways depending on who you are depending on how you look at it but i love explaining mindfulness as training our attention um with intention and we train it by using our senses um so that could be our smell our, our feel our touch um our ears listening visual um, so we're training our attention with our sensations and 
you know, you might be like, why would you want to do that? Why are we training our attention? So a perfect example, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. When you meditate a lot of the time, um, you know, you sit, you breathe, and you just kind of hang out in that moment. Um, and then a lot of times thoughts come in and um, people are trying to get rid of those thoughts. They think that the goal or the order in order to succeed in said meditation is to absolutely eliminate these thoughts, eliminate the distractions, to be able to sit in complete silence with a clear mind. Um, but that's not true. <laughs> it's actually the farthest from the truth. So when I practice mindfulness, um, it's simply being. Um, and I, I love that because it's for me more in flow. I feel more in tuned with myself, my energy, my mind, my body, um, versus listening to a guided meditation that might be telling me to visualize something, even though those are so beneficial, they're so helpful. So I encourage you to explore them, um, and see which ones work best for you. Some of them can take you to the Akashic Records. Some of them can meet, help you meet your spirit guides, your spirit animal. Um, they can help you meet your inner child and help you reparent yourself. Like there's so much value in guided meditation. I really do highly recommend. Um, but like I said, again, um, it's not for everybody. And some meditations don't treat everybody equally. Some are harder for other people depending on how our brains operate. And that's okay. Um, so I really love introducing the concept of mindfulness to people and how to get mindful and how to be mindful. Um, that's why I created my program, Mindful Moments Meditation Made Easy, because um, it doesn't ask all of these things from you. It's simply training our attention in everyday moments, things that we're already doing from cooking to showering, taking a walk, doing exercises, you know, whatever it is that you're already doing, you know, listening to the rain, whatever, um, something that helps us expand our minds, uh, train our attention and, you know, and an unexpected cherry on top, it also helps us strengthen our intuition. I didn't think that that would be a result of a mindfulness practice, but it was for me. And it was super exciting because I wasn't expecting it, but it makes total sense because if we're uh, training our attention, using our senses, right? Our senses, it just makes sense that our intuition would be heightened. And I found that uh, after starting my practice, my intuition was on point. I just like, we were boom. We were there. We were knowing things. And yeah, we were in flow. So rewind um yeah i love introducing mindfulness to people before they embark on a meditation journey again meditations are great guided meditations are awesome definitely do them definitely invite you to explore them but i also invite you to look into just mindfulness and you know what that looks like and how to be mindful and how to start a practice and it's it's literally like meditation 101 it's like the ground floor the base um like if you've never done meditation before rather than diving into the deep end i welcome you to explore mindfulness and what that looks like if it calls to you check out my program or just google or youtube mindfulness practices um 
They're super easy to do. So beneficial for us. Um, I am in the midst of getting my MBSR certification, which stands for Mindfulness-Based Stress Relief. And it takes concepts that we're already familiar with, but it really puts them together in a very like cohesive way and draws a lot of like connections that, um, you know, I guess I, I wasn't super conscious of at the time. And, you know, everything from like, I mean, we know that stress is absolutely not great for us. It's, it's bad for us. <laughs> um, and that's stress as we know it, like, which is typically considered toxic stress, not just, so there's all kinds of stress, like stress, even like when you're about to get on a roller coaster or try something new for the very first time, that's also considered stress, but that's not bad stress. That's normal you're fine. But when it gets to become something that affects your life, your health, um, you know, your uh, body responds to the stress, your that's when, you know, you start getting into like the heart problems, the anxiety, panic attacks, all of these things, um, that is considered toxic stress. And a great way to prevent it is to, um, have a mindfulness practice, which is super easy. So that's why I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I'm so passionate about mindfulness because um, it's it's an easy way to prevent the stress. And I've seen firsthand what it can do to people who are under stress. Um, if you hear a weird whirring, whir, whir, whir in the background, uh, that's a litter robot. <laughs> we have cats, so it's, it's spinning right now. So please excuse. Um, but where was I? Here goes my brain again. Okay. So yeah, so it's a great way to prevent the stress because things that happen within our body are, um when it's stress related they can be prevented and i believe it's the statistic at least in the u.s 90 percent of doctor visits hospital visits are stress related and that could be prevented um an article i was reading also was talking about how mental health is considered the redheaded stepchild of the healthcare system right like we just don't prioritize it um but with that if mental health is the redheaded stepchild that we don't prioritize then stress and anxiety is like that distant cousin that nobody ever talks to or thinks about and there's not enough i think that we do about it or that we speak on or that we educate people on um because a lot of these things that are the result of stress can be prevented by just doing simple practices which we can easily implement into our everyday life. So just as, as you maybe go running or maybe you go weightlifting or whatever it is, you go for your walks um, or you eat healthy, maybe you're injecting uh, yummy nutrients into your body, um, taking vitamins. So things that are helping your physical, your physical health are also, we should be also be doing things that are helping our mental health our mental well-being because everything is connected like our mental health does affect our physical health um so i i believe i'm so it's so i'm so passionate about it um 
because I do believe that it should be talked about more. It, there should be more education behind it. Um, again, I've seen firsthand what it can do to people, myself, my family. Um, you know, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, they're not fun. If you've had them, you know. <laughs> and at the time, I I guess I, I would, you know, if you asked me, like if you were like, are you aware that these panic attacks could be prevented? I probably would tell you yes, but I don't know that I would necessarily be able to tell you how. And outside of like eliminate the stress, but like if things things happen in our life all the time that we can't control, right? We're not in control. Things just happen. So how do you eliminate the stress when you can't eliminate the stressors necessarily? Because there can be so many of them from like family to work to your relationships your you know everything like there's so many <laughs> there's so many possibilities for stress so how how do we work towards a more stress-free um way of life and i have found through just implementing a simple mindfulness practice again a simple easy form of meditation um is like it's insane how helpful it's been leaps and bounds like and it almost sounds I don't want to say crazy but it almost sounds like almost too good to be true because it is so simple it is such a minor thing like a minor change a minor implementation that it's wild how much of a difference it's made um and the science behind it, it makes sense and it helps explain why it's so impactful. Um, so I guess not to get too into the nitty gritty of the science. <laughs> um, essentially, we all have, you know, everyone has a brain and our brain is shaped by our thoughts and our experiences literally so the size of it the shape of it the neural pathways it's always changing it's never just your brain and it's always evolving changing shape all of that um and if we're conditioned as an individual to think or believe or you know whatever it is we're just maybe more naturally negative we have maybe more pessimistic point of view the way our brain operates, the way our brain is shaped, it's going to reflect that. But it's not set in stone because your brain's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing shape, all of that stuff. Um, so you can change it um, by mindfulness, meditation, um, and it will change to create literally new neural pathways. It will change its shape, change the way it operates and functions just by you changing your thoughts it's not magic it's not it that's fact <laughs> that is the neuroscience that's fact we talk a lot about magic here but again my whole shtick i bridge the gap between science and magic so how, that way we can flow through life a little bit more easier but that is fact that's science so we can change uh, our neural pathways, the shape of our brain, the way our brain functions and operates just by our thoughts. Um, if we think and have a little bit more positive thoughts, um, 
it, it will change and we can be a more positive person and we can be able to have more capacity for stressors and things that maybe we see perceive as negative. Um, and the reason behind that is because when we have a mindfulness practice, the mindfulness practice is training our brain to not shut out the thoughts, not shut out the distractions that we have, but it's asking us to sit with our thoughts, sit with the distractions, and accept all of it. So even if you're in the middle of a meditation, you're in the middle of your mindfulness practice, you might think of like a thousand and one things. You're like, oh, what's today? Oh, do I go grocery shopping? What's on the grocery shopping list? Oh, cat litter. Oh, did I need to go make that vet appointment? Did I, blah, 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 blah. you know, if you know, you know, your brain's going a thousand miles a minute. Um, but your mindfulness practice allows those thoughts to come in and asks you to accept them and acknowledge them. Just be like, hey, they are here. They happened. Um, you know, say you're interrupted in your meditation or mindfulness practice. Someone walks in, someone starts talking to you. Normally that might sound like frustrating, but the your mindfulness practice asks you to accept that experience and just be with it like it is your thoughts they happened it is the disruption it happened it is you it, it things are just it just is and we're just being we're more in flow um and not to be hard on yourself so when those things happen don't be like i i can't believe i can't stop thinking i can't control my mind and my thoughts and thoughts just keep racing and uh, I can't control the fact that my kids are screaming in the other room or people keep disrupting me. Like, don't, you know, hold space for those things. Have compassion, have love. And over time, that training, training that thought process to accept what is happening, to accept the thoughts that you're having, to accept the feelings that you're happening that are happening, you're able to... I love the analogy, the, the metaphor, the visualization, whatever you want to call it, of holding the maybe not so pleasant, the feelings that we find a little unpleasant in one hand, like this, and then holding things that are pleasant in the other hand, and we can hold both at the same time. We're holding and having the capacity to hold both at the same time and just accept what is and be more in flow more in flow with energy and over time that practice builds our capacity to hold more and more so we're not so much triggered by smaller stressors we're able to withstand those stressors and over time it builds and it builds and then things that maybe used to seem scary don't seem so scary and things that used to really stress you out make you mad don't make you mad and you're just like it just is it just happened and we feel neutral we feel neutral and there's not like heated emotion behind it it just is and it's fucking epic like <laughs> even for me like as an example um i'm a pretty calm person i'm pretty chill like 99 percent of the time but there's something about when you're on the road and someone doesn't use the turn signal or fucking cuts you off and pulls out in front of you, oh my god, I would just be, I wouldn't necessarily say road rage, but we were like on the cusp of road rage. <laughs> and it was funny 
to notice that as I practiced my mindfulness practice and just did little one practice a day and it could take like two minutes, two minutes a day, that's it. I mean, you could do more, obviously, more is always welcome, but I mean, you just take two minutes a day to practice. Um, it's, I, I just didn't care. Like, you know, if someone doesn't use a turn signal or cuts me off and I don't, I wouldn't even notice. I, I mean, I noticed, but like, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't yell. I wouldn't start cursing at them. And I just, it just rolled off. Like, you know, like it wasn't, it didn't affect me. And the first time I noticed that, I was like, that's fucking huge for me because normally I would have gone off like a rocket. <laughs> so that's just a little example of, you know, the possibilities. Um, but I mean, there's more like, I mean, taxes. I've always stressed out about taxes every year. It's an unnecessary stress. There's nothing for me to worry about. I'm not committing tax fraud, but yet here I am putting it off, stressing. But this year I was like we're getting them done and it, I'm it's crazy like I was excited it wasn't a big deal I was like they're done submitted taxes like who am I who is she she's not stressing about taxes that it's not normal for me so yeah long story short having a mindfulness practice it's such a small thing to implement into your life but it makes the biggest impact so that's why I advocate for it. That's why I created a program for it. Mindfulness Moments, Meditation Made Easy. Check it out if you want. You don't have to. Whatever floats your boat. But definitely look into mindfulness. Google it, YouTube it, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's also why I decided to offer my mindfulness practice, my program, into uh, the coven, the Modern Magic Coven. Uh, if you don't know, if you're new or you've never heard, uh, the Modern Magic Coven is a group that I created to literally interject all of my magic, everything that I do into one space to help as many people as possible and to make it as affordable and accessible as possible. Um, it's a space absolutely filled, packed full with magic. There's guest speakers on manifestation, um, herbology, health and fitness, all kinds of things, um, full moon circle, card readings, all kinds of things. Like everything is in there. Um, yeah. And it, it's a place that if you're in it, you also get access to uh, my Overcome, which is my journaling program, as well as my Mindful Moments program, because I was like, everyone, if you want to do it, you can have access to it in this one space in this one container this is literally all of my magic i am offering to you to the world have at it um and that's because i i, I so much believe in it i'm so like lit up by it it's so impactful it's helped me so much it's helped so many other people so much um that i just want it to be accessible i want it to be at everybody's fingertips if you so desire to choose um Am I missing anything else? Let's see. Uh, yeah, so mindfulness versus meditation is one better than the other. It depends who you are. Um, they're kind of in the same boat. Like a mindfulness practice can be a meditation practice. And uh, meditation is part of being mindful. So they're kind of in the same boat, but also a little different at the same time. Um, 
Again, if you're someone who can't visualize and you have aphantasia, you might find mindfulness a little bit easier, a little more up your alley because it doesn't ask you to visualize things. It just asks you to pay attention to the things around you with your senses. Um, again, in my program, there's examples of this. I'm sure you could also YouTube it, Google it, look, look some stuff up. Um, also, if you're someone who's like neurodivergent or your just brain operates a thousand miles a minute, again, you might find mindfulness a little bit easier than your general meditation because it's not somebody sitting there saying to just breathe and visualize and um, it holds space. So mindfulness, I guess the right way to put it is it holds more space for your thoughts, holds more space for your emotions. Um, so not one is necessarily better than the other. They're in the same boat. They're kind of both the same. Um, I think, yeah, mindfulness practice maybe holds more space, more allowance. Um, it's a little bit easier for some people. So um, that's the difference. That's mindfulness versus meditation. Um, I really hope you guys explore this concept. Check it out. Um, feel free to contact me if you have any questions. You can message me. Emails always down below in the show notes. Check out the Modern Magic Covenant if you are so inclined to. It's going to be epic. I'm super excited about it. Literally all of my magic, everything that I offer from card pulls to Reiki to full moon circles and all the above will be found in the uh, Modern Magic Coven plus more. Uh, there's going to be, like I said, guest speakers. Um, the, the one that we're doing in March is actually an astrologist, which I'm so excited about. And she has offered to give away a live free reading for just somebody who's in the chat. So if that's you, are you the, if you're the lucky person who gets a live reading from our astrologist, um, make sure to follow on Facebook. Um, that'll take place in the Curiosity Didn't Kill Soul Family Facebook group. Again, the, the links and stuff will all be down in the show notes. Um, and then in April, we have a health and fitness body transformation person coming for Aries season. Aries is the warrior season. Um, and then in May, Taurus season, we have a um, manifestation expert coming in to help us manifest all of the wealth and the goodies and the monies and all that stuff. So I'm very excited about it. Um, I hope to see you in the coven and until next time, guys, I will talk to you all later. Bye.